SimplySafe.com. Whole home protection. Protection for every window, room, and door against intruders, fires, water damage, medical emergencies, and more. All monitored 24-7 by professionals ready to dispatch police. Everything you need to know. Experts use SimplySafe Home Security, named Best Home Security Overall by Yes News and World Report, and awarded by Popular Mechanics and more. Live professional alerts are monitoring Staff calls you when trouble is detected and stays with you until it's now solved. Dispatch faster with visual verification. Adding visual verification to your monitoring plan lets us verify your alarm is real, so police can dispatch faster. It's a lot less expensive. We cut out the middleman and markup so you get more security for less with no contact. Prepare for the unexpected. Lose power, lose Wi-Fi, summon a text system, natural disasters, simple safe is ready. Protects against fires and water damage. More than just intruders, our pros monitor against leaks, floods, fires, and more. Keep an eye inside and out. With HD security cameras for indoors and out, see what's happening all the time. Designed to disappear from the tiny size of our sensors to easy one-touch control means you'll never notice your security system detects people, ignores pets. Motion sensors use a precision human form detection algorithm. Compare your security options, traditional home for security, monitored by professionals, 36 months contract monitoring costs at $37 to $53 a month, hardware needs and landline or rating on Trustpilot, SimpleSafe, the better way, monitored by professionals, no contracts, wireless, no drilling or landline required, great rating on Trustpilot, easy to set up yourself in no time. How it works, choose your security centers, we'll walk you through exactly what your home needs and ship it to your door. In a, in a week, in under a week. Set it up in just a few minutes, no tools needed, or let one of our pros do it for you. Sensors guard all your rooms and entry points. If there's a trouble, if there's trouble, our monitoring center will call you. And if needed, dispatch authorities. More reasons to choose sympathy. Arm disarm from anywhere, forgot to arm your system, need to let someone in, do it right from your phone anytime. Almost never change your batteries. Batteries last for almost a decade in our entry sensors. The best lifespan in the industry and battery life may vary based on use. Alexa, arm my system. Use your system with Alexa, Google Assistant, August Locks, Apple Watch, and more. Keep an eye on cabinets, safes, and more. Secret alerts, quietly alerts if you, alerts you if someone destroys Accesses private areas without sounding an alarm. Customize for your home. We'll customize the right system for your home's needs. Incredible range. Many wireless security systems struggle to cover your entire house. Ours can cover large homes with ease. Custom alerts for friends and family. Set up text alerts for friends and family to stay in the know. Duress pin. If someone forces you to disarm your system, your duress pin will secretly alert the authorities. Meet the station. Use station. Bronze complaint comes with a built-in cell connection to rapidly alert our emergency dispatch center. Try it, test it, love it, or return it. Test SimpleSafe in your home for 60 days. Your system arrives ready to work. No drilling or tools needed. If you aren't 100% satisfied, return it for a full refund. We'll even pay return shipping. Thank you for listening.
morning and I will start a new novel titled American Dirt by Janine Cummins. Summary, Lydia lives in Acapulco. She has a son, Luca, the love of her life, and a wonderful husband who is a journalist. And while crocs are being to show in Acapulco because of the cartels, Lydia's life is, by and large, fairly comfortable. But after her husband's tell-all profile of the newest drug lord is published, none of their lives will ever be the same. Forcefully, Lydia and Luca find themselves joining the countless people trying to reach the United States. Lydia soon sees that everyone's running from something, but what exactly are they running to? Janine Cummins is the author of three previous books and novels, The Outside Boy and The Crooked Prince, and her best-selling memoir, A Rip in Heaven. She lives in New York with her husband and two children. Chapter 1 One of the very first blows comes in through the open window above the toilet where Luca is standing. He doesn't immediately understand that it's a bullet at all, and it's only luck that it doesn't strike him between the eyes. Luca hardly urges the mild noise it makes as it flies fast and lodges into the tile wall behind him, but the wash of bullets that falls is loud, looming, and thudding, dark clacking with helicopter speed. There is a wrath of screams too, but that noise is short-lived, soon exterminated by the gunfire before Luca can zip his pants, lower his lid, climb up to look out before he has time to verify the source of that terrible clamor. The bathroom door swings open and Mamie is there. Mijo, Vin, she says so quietly that Luca doesn't hear hear her. Her hands are not gentle, and she propels him toward the shower. She rips he trips on the raised tile step and falls forward onto his hand. Maybe lands on top of him and his teeth pierce his lip in the tumble. He tastes blood. One dark droplet makes a tiny circle of red against the bright green shower tile. Maybe shoves Luca into the corner. There's no door on this shower, no curtain. It's only a cor- corner of the of his abuelo's bathroom with a third tile wall built to just a stall. This wall is around five and a half feet high and three feet long, just large enough for some lot to shield Luca and his mother from sight. Luca's back is wedged, his small shoulders touching both walls, his knees are drawn up to his chin, and Mamie is clenched around him like a tortoise shell. The door of the bathroom remains open, which worries Luca, though he can't see it beyond the shield of his, ma- of his mother's body behind the half-barricade of his abuela shower. He liked to wriggle out and tip that door tightly with his finger. He liked to swing it shut. He doesn't know that his mother's left it open on purpose. Oh, that his mother left it open on purpose. And a closed door only invites closer scrutiny. The clutter of gunfire outside continues, joined by an odor of charcoal and burning meat. Peppy is grilly. Peppy is grilling carne asada out there and Luca's favorite chicken drumsticks. He likes them only a tiny bit blackened, the crispy tang of the skins. His mother pulls her head up long enough to look him in the eye. She puts her hands on both sides of his face and tries to cover his ears. Outside, the gunfire slows, it ceases, and then returns in short bursts, mirroring Luca thinks the sporadic and wild rhythm of his heart. In between the racket, Luca can still hear the radio of a woman's voice announcing, La mejor. 100.1 FM Acapulco, followed by Bandit MS singing about how happy they are to be in love. Someone shoots the radio and then there's laughter, men's voices two or three, Luca can't tell, hard footsteps on a boiler patio. 
Is he here? One of the voices is just outside the window. Here? What about the kid? Mira, there's a boy here. This him? Lucas' cousin, Adrian. He's wearing cleats in his Hernandez jersey. Adrian can juggle a ballon de football on his knees 47 times without dropping it. I don't know. Looks at the right age. Take a picture. Hey, chicken, another voice says. Man, this looks good. You want some chicken? Lucas' head is beneath his mammy's chin. Her body nodded tightly around him. Forget the chicken, Pendejo. Check the house. Lucas maybe rocks in her squatted position, pushing Lucas even harder into the tiled wall. She squeezes against him as he gets the hear the squeak and bang of the back door. Footsteps in the kitchen, the intermittent rattle of bullets in the house, maybe turns her head and noise notices rivet against the tiled floor, the lone spot of Lucas' blood, illuminated the slant of light from the window. Lucas feels her breath sagging in her chest. The house is quiet now. The hallway that ends at the door of this bathroom is carpeted. Miami tugs her shirt sleeve over her hand, and Luca watches in horror as she leans away from him toward the telltale spatter of blood. She runs over. She runs her sleeve over, leaving behind only a faint smear, and then pitches back to him, just as the man in the hallway uses the butt of his AK-47 to nudge the door the rest of the way open. There must be three of them because Luca can still. Hear two voices in the yard. On the other side of the shower wall, the third man unzips his pants and empties his bladder into a boiler toilet. Luca does not breathe. Mamie does not breathe. Her eyes are closed. Her body is motionless. Even the adrenaline is suspended within the calcified will of her stillness. The man hiccups, flushes, washes his hands. He dries them on a boiler's good yellow towel and then puts in the one she puts out only for parties. They don't move after the man leaves, even after they hear the squeak and bang once more at the kitchen door. They stay here. They stay there, fixed in their tight knot of arms and legs and knees and chins and clenched islands and locked fingers, even after they hear the man join his compatriots outside. After they hear him announce that the house is clear, and he's going to eat some chicken now because there's no excuse for letting good gar- barbecue go to waste. Not when there are children starving in Africa. The man is still close enough outside the window that Luca can hear. The moist rubbing, smacking sound his mouth makes with the chicken. Luca concentrates on breathing in and out without sound. He tells himself that this is just a bad dream, a terrible dream, but one he's had many times before. He always awakens heart pounding and finds him flooded with relief. It was just a dream. But these are the modern boogeymen of urban Mexico because even parents who take care not to discuss the violence in front of them, to change the radio station when there's news of another shooting, to conceal the worst of their own fears, cannot prevent the children from talking to other children on the wing, on the swings at the football field. In the boys' bathroom at school, the gruesome stories gather and flow. These kids, rich, poor, middle class, hopefully bodies in history is casual murder, and they know from talking to one another there's a hierarchy of danger that some families are at greater risk than others. So although Lupin never saw the last scrap of evidence of that risk from his parents, even though they demonstrated their courage and pick before the sign he knew he knew this day would come. But that truth does not so, no, the, that truth does nothing to soften its arrival. It's a long while it's a long, long while before Lucas' mother removes the clamp of her hand from the back of his neck before she leans back far enough for, for him to notice that the angle of light falling through the bathroom window has changed. There's a blessing in the moments after terror and 
before confirmation, when at last he moves his body. Luke experiences a brief lurching exhilaration at the very fact of his being alive. For a moment he enjoys a ragged passage of bread through his chest. He places films out to flat to feel the cool express of towels beneath his skin. Amy collapses against the wall across from him and works her jaw in a way that reveals a dimple in his left cheek. It's weird to see her good church shows his shows it's weird to see her good church shoes in the shower. Luca touches a, the cut on the slip. The blood has dried there, but he scratches it with his teeth and it opens again. He understands that were this were a dream, he would not taste blood. At length, maybe stand. Stay here, he shins, tricks him in a whisper. Don't move until I come back for you. Don't make a sound, you understand? Luca lunges for her hand. Maybe don't go. Mijo, I will be right back. Okay, you stay here, maybe. Rise Luca's fingers from her hand. Don't move, she says again. Good boy. Luca finds it easy to obey his mother's directive, not to, not so much because he is an obedient child, but because he doesn't want to see his whole family out there in the brother's backyard. Today is Saturday, April 7th. His cousin, Jennifer's Quincyanera, her 15th birthday party. She's wearing a long white dress. Her father and brother are there, Tio, Alex, and Tia Yemi. And Jennifer's younger brother Adrian, who, because he already turned nine, has to say he's a year older than Luca, even though they're really only four months apart. Before Luca had to pee, he and Adrian had been kicking them alone around with their other primos. The mothers had been sitting around the table at the patio, their eyes paloma sweating on their napkins. The last time they were all together at Bo's house, Jennifer had accidentally walked. In on Luca in the bathroom, and Luca was so mortified that today he made Mamie come with him and stand guard outside the door. Her boy didn't like it. He, she told Mamie she was coddling him. That the boy his age should be able to go to the bathroom by himself, but Luca is only is an only child, so he gets away with things that the kids don't. In any case, Luca is alone in the bathroom now, and he tries not to think it, but he thought the thought swarms up and. Unbidden. Those terrible, those irritable words, Mamie and, and Abuela exchange were perhaps the very last ones between them ever. Luca had approached the table, wriggling, whispered into Mamie's ear, and Abuela saying this, shaking her head, wagged, and admonishing finger at them both for remarks. She had a way of smiling when she criticized, but Mamie was always on Luca's side. She rolled her eyes and pushed her chair back from the table anyway, ignoring her mother's disapproval. When was that? Ten minutes ago, two hours. Luca felt unmoored from the boundaries of time that have always existed. Outside the window, he hears Mamie's tender footsteps, the soft scuff of a shoe, through the remnants of something broken, a solitary gas too windy to be called a sob, then a quickening of sound as she crosses the patio with purpose. She presses, she presses the keys on her phone. When she speaks, her voice has a stretchy quality that Luca has never heard before. I am tight in the back of her throat. Send help. Listen to this chapter. Have a good week and stay safe.